This episode is sponsored by Still Point Wellness. I love Still Point Wellness. I love the staff. I love their services. They offer a very unique spa experience in Asheville. All of their services are designed to help you unplug from the stresses of today's modern world. And boy, do we all need that. They do it through services like saltwater flotation, also known as sensory deprivation, the world-renowned Esalen Massage, cranial sacral therapy, and somatic psychology. They are locally owned and operated by my dear friends, Corey Costanzo and Robin Fan Costanzo. Corey is a somatic therapist and he teaches mindfulness meditation courses. And Robin is an internationally renowned massage instructor who was actually inducted into the Massage World Hall of Fame. Their highly skilled massage staff have each trained under Robin and each earned full certification to practice Esalen Massage. I love Esalen Massage. I know it. I'm an Esalen Massage practitioner. It is a fantastic massage. Together, Koi and Robin have created a world-class experience in understanding the mind-body connection through deep relaxation. So contact them at stillpointwell.com or call 828-348-5372. And don't forget to mention discount code PREPO to get 10% off your first float and first Esalen massage. I really believe that you're going to love the experience. Podcraft. Before trying to connect with your partner, you've got to do your own inner work to get yourself into a good, loving space. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Hi, everybody. I wanted to tell you a little bit about this debut episode. I thought it would be good for me to tell you a little bit about myself so that you know some of the experiences and the skills that I'm coming from in talking about relationships. I give you a little sample as an inkling of some episode topics that will be in the future of this podcast. I also talk about connection. So the main topic of this podcast is connection because that's vital for the foundation of any healthy relationships. So I hope you enjoy this introductory episode. Welcome everybody to the debut episode of Relationships. Let's talk about it. I am so excited to do this. I get to talk about relationships, something that is so vital in our existence of being human beings on this earth, to be in relationship. We're in relationship with people. We're in relationship with animals, with our environment. 
with inanimate objects. We are always in a relationship, especially with ourselves. So what a topic to be able to explore. So I'm excited to be able to do that with you. One reason, because it's going to be fun for me. I'm really excited about doing a podcast. Because as you can imagine, being a licensed therapist, and especially working with a lot of couples, my work is very meaningful, and it has a lot of purpose for me, and I really love what I do. But I wouldn't call it fun. (laughs) As you can imagine, I don't believe that every day is fun. So I need to bring some more fun in my life. And this is actually one aspect of it. I'm going to get to be more casual, a little more loose than maybe what I am in my office. But those of you know me, I'm pretty loose in the office. But maybe my voice is going to get a little, little more swagger on the podcast here because I grew up just outside of Detroit, about a mile from the city limits. I grew up on Nine Mile for those of you who know the movie Eight Mile, Eminem's movie. So I grew up in a very culturally diverse area, ethnic diversity, and that's inside of me. And it comes out sometimes in my swagger and my voice. So I get to have that on this podcast. I've had a lot of experiences also in my 55 years of being a human man walking on this earth. I've worn different hats, I've been a corporate executive for many years in my 20s and early 30s for Fortune 200 companies uh, in international uh, business. I lived in Japan for just over a year, studied Japan at the university, Japanese at the university and uh, Michigan State University, which I also played uh, baseball for a few years at Michigan State. So I bring in some aspects of um, stories and experiences of being in relationships, athletic experiences, those of that you know, being a teammate, uh, having work partners and work relationships, work colleagues, cultural differences, living in different parts of the world. My wife is also Danish, so we, we get to work it out, a boy from Detroit and a girl from Denmark. We get to work out our communication. I've also traveled extensively and I was 28 years old and quit my job and bought a round-the-world ticket and traveled for almost a year. And so taking those risks and being out in the world, um, I've learned some things around relationships that I use definitely in my work, but I also want to be able to share it here on this forum. So some of these episodes are going to be monologues, which I'm going to be talking about a subject and get into it. And others are going to be conversations. It's going to be different than interviews. I want to have a conversation with people, not just ask them questions. And these are going to be people that have a lot of knowledge in certain areas that we're going to explore on relationship topics. Other people are always in, we're always in relationships. So these are going to be common folks too that are in relationships. And I'm looking forward to having that rapport and that conversation that generous conversation with people. I love to tell stories too. So hopefully you're gonna enjoy my stories. I think you will. Um, We get to make meaning of our life through story, through our story, through others' story. And 
It's very deep. And to understand others in their stories and to be able to express your story is vital to have, I believe, an authentic life and therefore authentic relationships when we tell really meaningful stories that bring connection. So story came up for me today that I wanted to share. And today is my father's 26th death anniversary. He died 26 years ago when I was 29. And my father and I were tight. We had a a really wonderful relationship. I lived with him for about three years when my parents were divorced. And it was just him and I in my teenage years in high school. And later he uh, had uh, severe depression, which was very challenging in our relationship also. And has helped me also as a therapist, of course, to have compassion and understand when people are having those kind of challenges. One thing that I like to express about our relationship is it was very loving. My father said, I love you and kiss me almost every day that I can remember that I was with him. And that is very, very unique, I find out. My father never hit me, never raised his voice. As a matter of fact, no men in my family have done that. My grandfathers, my uncles, I grew up in a very unique situation with relationship with men. So I get to bring that experience to my relationships with men and also with my relationship with my beautiful 22-year-old son. So this story came up for me uh, vividly. I was about 18 years old and I was working at a really fine restaurant uh, just down the street from where my father and I lived. And I was a busboy there at the Excalibur restaurant. It was fine dining, had fine waitresses too, and that was fun to work there. And I took my girlfriend, my first love, to a dinner. I was gonna be the big shot. I was gonna take my girl out and pay for a fancy dinner. And so we ordered, and I think I even saw a friend of my father's, and I, it was my big shot night, so I sent him over a drink. And about halfway through the dinner, my father came to the restaurant to wish my girlfriend a happy birthday also. And he sat next to me in the booth that we are in. And my father and I touched and, you know, he, he touched my leg and uh, like patted my leg. And we talked for a few more minutes and, and then he left. And as the dinner went on and I got the bill, I looked at the bill and I realized, oh boy, I didn't have enough money. I just was a big shot, not a good big shot. And I started panicking. I could feel the anxiety inside of me and think, wait a second, I work here. I can talk to the owner, but the embarrassment was coming. And for some reason, I slipped my hand in my pocket, the pocket that was next to my father that he sat down next to me. And all of a sudden I felt something and I took it out and it was a $50 bill. My father slipped me an extra $50. And I remember the relief that came over me and I laid back and rolled off that money like a big shot. (laughs) And at the end of the night when I came home, I just remember jumping in his arms and just saying, man, how did you know? How did you know? 
And he just shook his head and he said, I, I just knew. I just knew. So that story to me was my father taught me lesson through love, not through embarrassment, not through shame, not some hard, tough love. He sent that message through love. He didn't want me to be embarrassed. That's unique. Now, some people might think, oh, you know, you need to be on your own and have those lessons. I've had a lot of those lessons. But this one, I distinctly remember. And it brings a wonderful feeling that my father had compassion and that he cared for me. And he didn't want me to experience that kind of shame if he could help. And so I just give you that story because that came up for me today. But that was a story around how connected that I felt with my father and how we fed that connection. Because that's something that I want to talk about in this first episode is around having healthy connections with people in your lives and in your relationships. And it's so vital that you're able to connect before you communicate with people. So many couples come to me and they say that I want to be able to communicate with my partner so that we'll connect. But what they don't realize is actually the opposite. We really need to connect in order to communicate. So our communication goes so much better. And one way that story that I told you about my father really helped me understand about connection and is the vulnerability and the authenticity that happens when we're so present. In order to emotionally connect with another, you have to be vulnerable and authentic about your feelings, which you can't do if you think there is something wrong with you. So that that incident with my father did not instill that there was something wrong with me. There was not shame in that teaching. So before you can sustain emotional connection and intimacy, you need to heal your core shame. You will not be able to take the risk of experiencing the pain of rejection unless you are not rejecting yourself. So our connection and our relationship with yourself is so vital. How, how is your self-talk? How are you thinking about yourself? Are you thinking judgmental thoughts? Or are you thinking compassionate thoughts or even appreciative thoughts of yourself? Worthy and confident. Sure, everybody goes through and has moments that there there's judgment and that there's self-criticism but we have to really look at those thoughts and really put the volume down on the thoughts that don't serve us so remember it takes a lot of courage to be authentic and to be vulnerable you cannot be authentic without the willingness to be vulnerable to being hurt and you can't connect on a deep, heartful level without vulnerability and authenticity. So that's about connection. So you have to take the risk to be that, to be vulnerable, to be authentic, so that you can connect with another human being. One way to have some of that vulnerability, as you may know, is to make eye contact, to create connection through eye contact when you're talking with somebody. It's really vulnerable to look into somebody's eyes, especially when there's silence. You've got to be stay with that uncomfortableness and that vulnerability about looking into another human being's eyes and not filling it with words. 
to me, that was something that I craved for in an intimate partnership. And so many of my girlfriends that I had before my wife, that's what I was searching. I remember there were times that I would look into their eyes when I would be kissing them and just looking to find out, are you there? Can you connect with me in this way? And I was never met until I met my wife. A few days into meeting her, we had that open-eyed connection look. And we were authentic and vulnerable and strong and seeing each other in our own strength, but in also a way of, ah, there you are. So when I asked that inside my mind's eye, I really felt her meet me when I said, ah, there you are. She met me there. To me, that was a very, very, very deep connection that is one of the foundations of our relationship. We look at each other a lot with our eyes without speaking and send love and care and understanding and deep connection through our eyes. And that's one way that we're really able to connect before we talk or before we touch. Some of you may be thinking, damn, that's deep. Yeah, it is. And you have to decide on what level of depth that you want to have in your relationship. And some of you I know aren't, uh, aren't there, that even being able to just say a few words to each other is important, that the disconnection is so runs so deep. But one aspect is you got to have hope. You have to have hope that you can reach that level of thriving. Because so many of you know that the institution of especially marriage or even coupledom is really challenging. So we need to be able to really work deeply, have a lot of hope and a lot of willingness to transform ourselves and how we relate to others in order to have a thriving relationship. So understanding connection is vital. I talk about a lot in my couples therapy, but what I get a lot of times is couples go, yeah, we need to connect. And a lot of times they have no idea what that means. When you're with somebody, you have to realize, especially in a long-term relationship, that this is a journey. And the only things that last in life are the ones that do not stay the same. They're the things that grow, that change, that transform, that evolve. They're the things that allow for the temporary changes and the momentary lapses. Most of your relationship is going to be in the mundane if you're in a long-term relationship. It's in the routine. How do you want to show up in those moments? When your partner is in the bathroom and you walk in there, that's your relationship. How you show up, that's your choice. How you're able to be present and connect is your choice. It's, so just remember that. Your, your relationship is not in those romantic getaways. It's in the moments to moments of those relationships. So how do you want to be? What kind of partner do you want to be? How you show up in your relationship and you go towards bids of connection and you try bids of connection, right? Bids are just even asking somebody, being interested in their life, not just, hey, hon, how was your day? That's such an open question 
fine. Many people would like to hear that. But know your partner more. Know what's going on in their life. If they're having a lunch with somebody that they're nervous about, ask them specifically. Hey, hon, I know that you had that lunch today and you were nervous about it. I'm really interested to hear how that went for you instead of how was your day, right? When people know specifically that you remember aspects of what's going on for them, they feel seen and heard and there's an instant connection in that way. It's so important that you make space inside of your own head, inside of your own world for what's happening in your partner's world. And that's not being codependent and enmeshed. You stay inside of yourself. You need to stay differentiated, and we'll talk about differentiation. You need to stay differentiated and connected to yourself so that you bring that healthy sense of self and your connection to yourself fully into the relationship, whatever relationship it is, partners or parents, friendships, right? That's what we have to bring, that authenticity. So it's not codependent to be able to hold space for other people in your life, knowing what's going on for them in compassion and care and support. That's a way of connecting with people that they know that they feel supported by you, that you're thinking about them. And actually, when you do think about people in a really positive light, in an appreciative way, that's the connection that you're actually taking with you when you do rendezvous with them. When I think about my wife in a positive light when I come home, is one thing that I do as much as I can. I've got a long commute, about 50 minutes from work to home. And at the end of the day, when I pull into the driveway, I like to shut off my car and I like to take a couple breaths, some deep breaths. And then I like to stay focused on, wait a second, I'm going to walk into this house where there's people that are very important to me, that I love very deeply. How do I want to be? How do I want to show up? So I'm taking that picture, that feeling of how I want to be in a positive way and walking in that. So whatever energy that I get, I'm going to walk through that to rendezvous more with what it is that I've been thinking about. And I love my connections with my wife when we come home. We do the deep hugs that I tell people, right? Take six breaths breathing six times in each hug, you sink into each other. So the tactile and the comfortability of the touch and holding around somebody who's dear to you, that creates a connection. You start to entrain and cohere in your cells. You start to sink physically. The sinking is so important in a physical way. When you touch somebody that you care about and that's safe, Instantly, cortisol levels, the stress hormones go down, and oxytocin and serotonin goes up, feel-good hormones. So it's so vital that you touch people in relationship that you care about. Hopefully people are open to that. We're going to be talking about aspects of consent, especially consent to touch, right? Big topic these days. But if you do have that consent, by all means, make that bit of connection and so that you have that sinking your heart will start to oscillate, the biggest oscillator organ of the body, and you will start to sync with that person. My wife and I, when we are disconnected, maybe we have a conflict, one of the things that we do 
is we ask to go for a walk when we're self-soothing and come down from whatever trigger that we had. And then we just walk. But what we'll do, we have a beautiful forest that we walk in. It's wonderful to walk in nature, as you all know, to decrease stress. So what one of us will do is kind of put our hand out and let little truce pinky out, right? That pinky truce. And we'll grab that and then hold our hands and we'll start walking with our hands being held by each other and just walking. So all of a sudden we get to feel familiar again and this feeling of like, ah, you're there. I know that you're there. You're here with me. The beautiful thing about walking also and holding hands is that you are in a forward motion, a metaphor for your relationship going forward. You're looking at the same viewpoint ahead. You're not looking in a confronting way. The movement and holding hands is also creating a connection where it's very difficult actually to get angry when you're holding hands and walking forward, right? You can only get angry. I I know I can only get angry when I stop holding hands and I look at my wife and I can get angry. It's very difficult to keep my hand held with hers and walking and get angry, right? So that's a wonderful connection to have. I tell couples to do that, do more of that. Having compatibility is important. I'm not going to downplay that at all. A lot of people ask me about, we might just be incompatible. That may be, and you have to decide what's non-negotiable and compatibility. It's, that's a tough one to decide. Very difficult. But it's not so much the compatibility that actually is going to bring deep connection. Because I know many people that have very similar interests, but it matters how you are with each other when you're doing that interest. Yeah, people could bike together or they kayak together, but if they're not talking respectful and caring to each other, if one is biking way ahead of the other person and in competition with them, it doesn't matter that they have that in common. It's how you are with the things that you do. So in some ways, at times it doesn't matter some of the things that you do. It's more of how you do them. There are times where I'm with my wife and she's walking into certain stores or things that she wants to do with art that I just want to be with her in that connection. It's not so much what we're doing. It's how we're doing it that's so important. That brings that understanding of how I want to show up and how I want to be with her and to be known and to know her. And to create that safety and that trust because it's the trust that's going to enable you to also have better communication, to take more risks with each other, to be able to more move through conflict when you feel more depth of trust. So yes, that trust comes in also being able to speak truth. It is vital to be in truth with people in a relationship. I think we all can agree that being truthful is quite valuable and necessary to sustain a healthy connection with somebody. And if you believe that like lying is the answer to your relationship problems, and I don't know, let's be honest, you probably are not on the right path. I've heard this expression that relationship thrives in truth and dies in lies. And I think that is true. And you have to decide that in your own relationships. 
But the ones that you have truth and that you can trust in that, you have deeper connections because of the safety that is created from that. So again, a lot of this stems from what I talked about earlier about connecting with yourself first. You cannot connect with somebody else if you are disconnected from yourself. Before trying to connect with your partner, you've got to do your own inner work to get yourself into a good, loving space. You will connect with your partner when you want to share your love, not when you're trying to get love. So the aspect of feeling insecure and needy, you really need to look at that and transform that so that you can connect from a stronger place within yourself, a more differentiated place within yourself. Another aspect of connection is to be very open and curious and interested in the other person, not concluding so fast I'm going to do an episode about listening, just about listening, right? We need to become better listeners. We need to be able to understand how to give somebody really space to share themselves, to be known, and not jump in right away and cut that off. Another episode around talkaholics and how to deal with them, right? That's a good one. But we need to give that space through, through deep listening and through openness. So that means that we have to be curious and interested so we have to also then listen to our own self-talk. Are we caught up in our own self-talk about the story that we think the other person is feeling or doing or what we want to say instead of truly listening to what the other person is saying and experiencing and not concluding or not judging their experience or their feelings, but being able to be curious, interested, validate, and acknowledge. When we do that in relationship, there's a much deeper connection. So remember that because there's nothing that disconnects people more than when one is talking and the other is thinking of other things and not actually hearing the other person or what they're saying. This makes that other person feel invisible to you. When you're with your partner, be present. Look at your partner. Look at their eyes. Listen care about what your partner is saying and feeling. Be responsive. If there is lack of presence on your end, that that usually indicates that you are disconnected from, from yourself and, of course, from your bar partner. So if you want to connect, you need to learn to be present in the moment and to understand perhaps what are you avoiding. It's scary to be fully present with somebody but it's also very wide and open space that a connection can happen on such a deeper level of understanding. Being present with yourself and your environment is true living. It's allowing ourselves to really have the existence to have a connection with somebody else. So presence is vital. You know, another thing that connects people is if you go back, way back when you were a kid, what connected you with people? You played. Having fun. Feeling light and easy. As an adult, we all of a sudden get away from that playfulness and that funness. It happens usually early on in relationships, but when we're having fun and playing with somebody, there's such a connection. When I was a kid, if I didn't 
if I didn't enjoy playing with somebody, I didn't want to spend more time with them. I didn't feel that connection. So explore with your partner playfulness and fun. And remember with your partner, sex is a way that human beings actually play. I mean, adults play. That's sex. It's it's, (laughs) It's how adults play. So go ahead and have fun with that. So definitely more lightness and humor in your relationship also creates a connection. As they say, life is way too serious to take it seriously. We need to embrace that sometimes, especially about ourselves. We can't take ourselves too seriously sometimes. We're just a human being walking this earth just like everybody else trying to figure it out. We're all trying to figure this game out. That's, that's the one thing that I have on my sign on my door where my name is, you know, those name plates. I have Prepo Toplitsky HB. I had that made up many years ago. It used to piss off my client, my, my colleagues, actually, not my clients. My clients loved it because they would ask, what is HB? What is that? What is that credential? And I said, the one credential that I hope I always bring into this room, human being, HB. You got to bring your humanness into all of this so we can connect through our humanness, which is conjuring up our respect for each other, our compassion to be kind. Kindness goes a long way. That's very different than being nice, being kind, cherishing the other person, a word that we don't use so often. One way that you cherish them is one of the biggest connection things that you can have. One of the biggest connections that you can have in a relationship is around gratitude and appreciation. Deep appreciation and the value for the other person, who they are, how they walk in the world, what they contribute to your life. Expressions and feelings of deep appreciation is a way to connect so deeply where everything else, in my experience, will go way more smooth, even when it's a challenging conversation that you have to have, because you'll feel connected through appreciation. And then it's a lot easier to talk about challenging issues. So appreciation is a big topic in in itself that I love to talk about that we'll do in a separate episode. But my experience in my own relationship, very much in my relationships, family and friends, and even my with my clients, deep appreciation has transformed many of those relationships and sustains those on a deep connection. So I offer that to you to go experiment and explore really deep appreciations more with people. And again, in order to do that, you have to be able to have that within yourself. That's the connecting with yourself part. You have to appreciate yourself for who you are and how you walk in the world in order to be able to also receive appreciation from another person. So that's vital to be able to play with that, to explore your own appreciation to yourself. So I'm going to leave on that note. I hope you all uh, got something out of it, especially that end with appreciations. Go out and explore that. Explore your own appreciation with yourself and appreciating others and see how that brings you much more in connection with your relationship and also the world thanks everybody i'm looking forward to this
Relationships. Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed professional counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk at adithemonk.com. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is produced by PodCraft. Create your own great podcast today, faster and easier at podcraft.us. Thank you.